Hello and welcome to Moving Kentucky Forward. I'm Bruce Maples, publisher of Forward Kentucky. This year we have statewide elections and everybody knows about the governor's race at the top, but the down-ballot ticket is also important and the Democrats have some amazingly strong candidates for all of the offices. One of those that I have been so impressed with is Kim Reeder, who is running for state auditor. I have looked forward to interviewing her for a few weeks, and I think you're going to be just as impressed as I am once you hear her backstory and hear her qualifications and know why you should vote for her in November. Let's hear from Kim Reeder. So we're here today with Kim Reeder, a well-known tax attorney and who is running for auditor of the state of Kentucky. Ms. Reeder, welcome to Moving Kentucky Forward. Thank you. I'm so happy to be joining you. I have to admit that I didn't, didn't know much about you before you started running. And then I went and read some things on your website and talked to some people. And I have to say, you have a pretty interesting and impressive background. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing with your life up to this point? Well, thank you for those very kind words, first of all. Uh, so I was born and raised in Rowan County. Um, I my I, I don't come from a particularly privileged background. What I one detail I like to give to give people an idea of my background is my mother was one of 11 children and she mm. was the first in her family to graduate from high school. Um, and but education was very important to my mother. She knew that education was the way that we made our lives better, that we mm -hmm. had more security and stability. And so she had very high expectations and hopes for me. And I earned an undergraduate degree from Yale and then went on to do my graduate work at at Duke and um, a law degree at the University of North Carolina. I like to say that I never cheered for either one of their basketball teams. So, <laughs> um, And then uh, practiced in tax law, specifically state and local tax law, uh, for almost 20 years. And then in 2014, uh, my mom was diagnosed, uh, who my mom was in uh, Moorhead uh, at the time. Uh, she was diagnosed with an early onset form of dementia. Mm. And so my daughter Ansley and I moved back to Moorhead and we were able to spend more time with her in the last year of her life. And when, after she passed away, uh, you know, we had to decide what we wanted, what we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I looked around the community and we decided we'd stay in Moorhead. And my daughter Ansley became the third generation of women in my family graduating from Round County High School. And I taught at Round County High School and, and I taught communications and coached the speech team and taught in the Governor's Scholars Program. And uh, also while handling uh, some cases, tax cases part time, I argued in front of the Iowa Supreme Court and a California Court of Appeal. And um, then, you know, looked around at uh, ways that I could serve in a larger capacity. And I thought my skill set was very well matched for the auditor's role. So I decided to take this on as a challenge. Well, uh, 
thus, as I said, that's a very impressive background. And the fact that you did, I mean, you know, let's face it, Yale, Duke, UNC, that's not exactly chopped liver schools right there. So uh, congratulations on working through all of those and bringing all of that back to the state of Kentucky. I, I'm really fascinated by the fact that you decided to teach uh, at yeah. the high school. Uh, I, I imagine that was a little bit different experience than yeah. doing tax yeah. law. You know what? It started as a, a good friend asked me to, she taught the AP uh, language classes at Round mm -hmm. County, and she asked me to come in and teach a book group. Uh, and so I, um, I purchased a book and would come in, you know, and we'd, we'd read the book, right. And, you know, right. we'd talk to have a discussion group. And one, uh, the, one of the last sessions I said to her, oh my gosh, I've enjoyed this so much. I really have enjoyed interacting uh, with your students. And she said, well, you know, i just found out that I'm going to be having a baby in the fall. I'm looking for a long-term substitute. I mean, I know it, it I, probably that's not even something you'd consider. Would you consider that? And I said, you know, actually I, I would. <laughs> so I, uh, so I became, that's the, my first teaching experience was as her long-term substitute. Sure. Uh, and, and so it was, it's, I, I really enjoyed uh, working with with students. I, I really enjoyed students in that age group. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you, you could see on social media many of the uh, my campaign uh, help is my it's my former students. Sure. So, yeah. So let's let's talk a little bit about this race. Mm -hmm. uh, just so everybody knows, who is your opponent? Allison Ball. Right. She is jumping over to auditor from treasurer. Mm -hmm. um, so why auditor? I mean, I think I know, uh, but why don't you explain why that particular office uh, looked like one you could or should run for? Right. So what the auditor does is the auditor... Um, in, in a big picture description, shines a light on where tax dollars are spent uh, mm -hmm. to make sure money, you know, the books are straight, money goes where it's supposed to go, and everyone follows the rules for how it's all accounted for. And, you know, as a, well, as a, as a, certainly as a partner in a large, in one of the big four accounting firms, and also as a partner, a tax partner in large law firms, you know, I was responsible for, for leading client engagement teams, but, but also understanding financial details. Mm -hmm. So I could make recommendations to, um, you know, uh, professionals within corporations, right. As far as financial statement issues. So that the very complicated way of saying that my skill set, uh, what and what I've done professionally, is a good match for what the auditor does, and I I see the opportunities within the auditor's office. Uh, of course, there's the focus on 
financial transactions and accounts and making sure all of, you know, all of that is accounted for properly. Uh, there's also uh, a, an aspect of the auditor's office that involves performance, the ability to evaluate the performance of spending agencies. And that is a, a tool that many may remember Ed Hatchett, uh, Crit Lou Allen, certainly, um, Adam Eadland, that those were, uh, Crit Lou Allen in particular, she, you know, she if you, you just count how many performance audits were, were conducted when she was in office. Uh, she, for example, looked at adult education, I think 136 different school um, boards of education to evaluate whether adult education grants were being used properly. And that mm -hmm. was done under the performance audit, um, you know, area under that sort of piece of the statute. And that so even though the auditor, you know, people, it's a, it's dry, it's not really something that maybe people understand what it what it does. It really there's the there's the power to make government work better uh, in that role, work more efficiently, give people information about you know, about complicated processes that they might not otherwise have. And that impacts everyday Kentuckians' lives. And, and so to know that I have a skill set that fits within this role and I could put it to use for Kentuckians, that was, um, that was just a very attractive idea to me. It has often seemed to me that an auditor, uh, I dealt with auditors in the corporate world, mm -hmm. uh, the audit department <laughs> uh, was not always our favorite people. Uh, because they would, you know, roll in there and say, okay, you got to change the way you're doing this. But I've always thought that audit people, to be a really good auditor, you had to have a pretty good sniffer. You yeah. had to be able to sniff it out and say, no, no, this, this doesn't look right. This isn't, this smells, there's something wrong here. And right. I have to admit the, keep the book straight and make sure there's not graft and so on and so forth. Yeah, I get that. The performance audit piece, I frankly had forgotten about. Yeah, that's and I in think the statute. That's a, I think that's one of those things that you can really talk about, that you could say, sure. look, my job is to make sure that your money is being spent well by whomever. And I right. think- Right, well, and, and that's a, you know, for one example that I use is that uh, towards the end of June, uh, Kentucky released its first ever- statewide report data report on domestic violence mm -hmm. and the statistics that were reported were were very high uh, for both men and women uh, for you know the, the rate of women around 46 percent who will uh, experience intimate partner violence or stalking during her lifetime um, and it's you know the the performance audit power just as an example one could evaluate whether um, prevention efforts or mm -hmm. intervention efforts, whether those were were being used effectively, right? And whether what were what are the procedures that exist for that? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so it's a and that you know when we when we think about that, that's something that has you know that has wide reaching 
impact and the, the ability to make people's lives better. So I want to ask you to do something. Um, mm -hmm. So I would like for you to, as an English teacher, compare and contrast uh, <laughs> your abilities and what you bring to the table with what uh, Alison Ball brings to the table. Now, she's an R, you're a D. Okay, we get that. But if you were standing two people up and you didn't know their names and you didn't know their party, what would be the pros for you and what would be the pros for her or cons for her? How would well, you compare? How would you contrast the two of you? Well, if if I'm if I may take liberty with your question, what what I what I'll do first, what we'll start with what I would say about myself, right? I, I like to focus on, on myself and what I bring to the table. I feel certain that um, I am exceptionally well qualified to, to do the job of auditor. My educational background, my professional background is just well suited for this job. You know, actually, even the fact that I chose the role of auditor to your question earlier, show you get a little bit of insight into how my mind works, right? Mm -hmm. I I look for good fits. I'm a I'm a good fit for the for the role. I don't um I've not run for office before. I and and the auditor is someone the statute asks the auditor, not asks, demands that the auditor be independent and disinterested uh, in many states. In fact, the auditor is a nonpartisan role. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, I am, of course, I'm running as a Democrat. I, but, you know, I don't come with uh, what I, I maybe describe as political baggage, um, mm -hmm. meaning that I, you know, as far as the um, you know, it, roles that I would be performance and roles in the past that I would have to weigh as auditor. Uh, I I really come to the come to the table with a the ability to just do the job. That's a, you know that's that's what I bring to the table. The the skills and the um ability to be I think independent. Um and I, it is difficult for someone who serves in an office that the auditor can audit. Just as one example, it, it's difficult to to make a a similar argument as far as independence. I think, mm. um, and and it's all you know. I I I don't. I don't see that uh, my opponent's background is as focused in tax and financial issues as mine is. Okay, that's that's fair. I I apologize for putting you on the spot there. But... <laughs> my, my, my mother, you know, she, she's listening somewhere, and she would want me to to be to be yeah, polite, say something nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, but I think it's fair to say I I've had the same discussion with a few other of the candidates this year, where you look at the background of the two candidates and you just go, well, the choice is obvious. I mean, we're not talking about 
party here. We're talking about who's got the background to do the job. And yours just seems to me to be so much further down the road than Miss Ball. Um, so I wanted to bring that up. Now, uh, I'll ask you the same thing that I've asked some of the other down ballot yeah. candidates. Uh, yeah. I ran for office some years ago. It was a local race. I knocked on doors for like eight months. I mm -hmm. don't think you're going across the state knocking on doors. So how are you running a statewide campaign, especially since it's your first one? Sure. We're working very hard. <laughs> we, when we're, one thing we've tried to do is to, you know, take a little bit of a, a, a different and more memorable approach. We, uh, we have a 1993 RV, mm -hmm. uh, and we are going to all 120 counties, which is we actually just today went to county number 75. Mm. And so we will make it. We'll, we'll we'll get to we'll get to all of them. And, you know, we're sometimes we're sitting down and, you know, maybe we're, we're meeting with, with party folks. Um, sometimes we're just able to have, you know, a cup of coffee in a diner and talk with people. Uh, but, but I think human beings appreciate being met where they are. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, and, and the fact that we're doing it not in a fancy way, <laughs> in a in a very uh, in a way that I think just appeals to everyday Kentuckians. I, I I I think that's something different, and we're documenting all of that on with a very active social media campaign. Mm. Uh, you know, we're we're you know documenting when we when we're in counties what we're up to. We're, you know, we're trying, you know, just to um, look at, you know, the just grass grassroots. I mean, we have we have probably the the kind of the most uh, endearing is that a, a friend, a retired teacher friend of mine is he has a hundred and twenty composition books, one for each county. And, you know, we're keeping track of who we talk to and, you know, and, and, you know, following up with those, you know, uh, with those people, you know, that that's, you, you have to be creative as a down ballot candidate. You, you mm -hmm. really do. Um, you know, you, you have to be resourceful. You have to be creative. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to make every opportunity count. We're trying to. What yeah. kind of response are you getting? So you're out in this RV and you're stopping at the local Hardee's or, you know, whatever the case may be. And you walk in and say, hi, I'm Kim Reader. I'm running for auditor. So what's the typical or is there a typical response? Uh, you know, we're we're very unassuming when we come in. We we, we don't you know, we talk we're talking with we're just talking with people. Maybe we're talking with them about their dog. Uh, then we then we get into issues of of what office I'm running for and why it's important. And and we're just we we stay very positive and we're just having conversations. Uh, really, the way the same way you'd have a conversation with uh, any human being 
that and it is true that we're directing those conversations eventually towards you know being able to talk about the auditor's race and the office and why I believe I could serve well in that office. What's your you said you very active social media, which I'm assuming. Uh, what sort of traction are you getting there? Facebook, Twitter, uh, what what mm-hmm. kind of response are you getting? We're uh, we're Facebook, Instagram, uh, we you, some Twitter. Uh, we're you know we're not certainly not uh, you know but post we're not tweeting all the time, but but we're you know we're seeing a lot. Uh, we're seeing uh, the increased momentum from when I look at the beginning, you know, some of our first posts to now. We're we're getting as we go to each county, right? We we meet folks who we we eat and shop at local businesses, and we tag them in our posts. <laughs> we, you know, we're we're trying to, you know, it, that's another way of engaging in, in this, you know, the the age that we're in. That's that's how you engage folks, and so. Are you getting much? So there's two responses I want to ask about. Are you getting much of the "I'll never vote for a Democrat"? You're the devil. Get out of here. No. Okay. No. Are you uh, getting very much of the "I'm a Republican, but I'll vote for you"? Uh, I I have he- I have heard more of the latter than the former. Okay, that's a good. That's a nice, politically <laughs> safe way to put it. I like it. Uh, I'm real intrigued by your RV tour. I think that's a very cool idea, and particularly for some of the rural counties where they never see a candidate. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. sure that's impressive to them. Um, so are you, is there a debate? Is there going to be any sort of debate for damn ballot people? I, I it's my, uh, yes, yes. KET, I think we'll be, we'll be having, we'll be having debates. It's my understanding for each of the constitutional offices. Okay. That's good. Uh, you may have to get a little more willing to do some compare and contrast at that debate. <laughs> well, uh, is it? Well, I I may. And I can tell you that I will continue to be polite because uh, I I am willing to point out differences. I, I am willing to use right. my analytical skills. I am willing to analyze I, at the end of the day, on November 8th, I have a daughter and many former students who look up to me and they look to me to set an example Mm -hmm. and they will not see me be mean spirited. Uh, They will not see me uh, be, um, they will not see me be negative. That's not the way I that's not when I was their teacher. <laughs> that's not the way they saw me encourage them to behave. And that's not what they'll say in me. But I'll use my analytical skills. That's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I just think that you are so much the obvious choice. Uh, that, that's very kind. Thank you. Well, Thank you. I just think it's I just I don't uh, I don't think I'm being kind. I, I mean, you're talking right. about analytical skills. I think I'm being truthful. You are by far the obvious choice for this office. So I always have uh, two questions that I mm-hmm. wrap up an interview with a candidate with. The first one is, is there anything you wanted to talk about that I haven't asked you? Yes. Thank you for uh, thank you for including that question. I 
one area that I I think we we see these days that's come up so much where I do think the auditor could be play a really critical role and and quickly is you know we're seeing all of the issues with the the busing problems in Jefferson County mm. with the uh, with the um, just shortages you know delayed school dates you know because of of teacher shortages as you probably know the in 1989 uh, the Kentucky Supreme Court uh, held in the Rose case you know it was mm-hmm. a, it was a sweeping educational reform you know decision that really is looked to as a, a an a, in, incredible uh, decision that other states have looked to when they they've reformed their educational systems right and but the heart of that is this idea of their it's, it's numbers right that's the, the disparity right the disparity between the uh, more affluent counties as far as property taxes, you know, revenues and the the poorer counties. And what the Kentucky Supreme Court said in 1989 was that the disparity that existed was unconstitutional under the mm-hmm. Kentucky Constitution. And uh, the and that's where we have now the funding, the the, the what's called the seat funding, the distributions that are made to all of the counties. And and now we have gotten to a point where that disparity that was found unconstitutional in 1989, we've exceeded that um, just numerically. And so one thing the auditor could do would be to audit those seek allocations, determine whether that... um, whether that they look at those numbers, see what the disparity is, you know, there's the the auditor would just then have the the ability to report on that, to to write a report on it, to to make sure and to make sure the public knew about it. Mm-hmm. But it's but but that's that's important information. That's that's so critical, you know, for. I'm, you know, most familiar with with Eastern Kentucky, uh, where you, know, you would find a lot of the counties in that lower quintile. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Im- important information, but but it's not just those counties; it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. Knowing that our public schools can have the resources that the Kentucky Supreme Court has said they should have to educate our children, that's a really important issue. I know that analytically. I also know that in my heart because I know that that's the way my mother and myself were able to create a, a better life for mm. our family. That's an important issue. I'd love an opportunity to focus on it. That's excellent. That's excellent. I Again, the performance uh, audit function Yes. Uh, just I think I and I appreciate you bringing it up because I was frankly not thinking about it. And I think that has huge implications for the performance of our state government. Yes. All right. Last question. Okay. So you are out in your RV and you've parked in front of my house and you're knocking on my door. And I ask you, why should I vote for you? What is your answer? I am the candidate 
who is exceptionally qualified to do a good job working for you. And you can look at my actions, choices that I've made in the past. You can see that I care about people and I'll care about you and every other Kentuckian in the same way. Cool. Good. I I appreciate any candidate that can answer that in two sentences. So that's a, <laughs> that's a really good, good point. Kim Reader, outstanding tax lawyer, uh, a teacher, and now a candidate for state auditor in Kentucky. Yes. Good luck to you. And thank, thank you. you again for being with us. Thank you for having me. That was Kim Reeder, who is running for state auditor this fall. Rarely have I interviewed somebody whose qualifications and backstory are so impressive. She would make an excellent auditor, and I hope that she wins the race because I think she would serve the people of Kentucky very, very well. We have interviewed almost all of the people on the ticket this year. I hope you will go back through all of our Moving Kentucky Forward interviews and take a listen. And remember, if you're a paying member of Forward Kentucky, there is also a transcript available on the site. Thanks for watching or listening, and we'll see you next week.